Hello and welcome to another episode of Life Stories Markham. Life Stories is devoted to providing our audience, you, with a deeper understanding of the individuals behind the public personas. I'm your co-host, Michael Heap. And I am Nilesh Hathi. My other co-host. <laughs> co-hosts. Co-host. Uh, are joining us today are two community-minded mentoring business people in our community of Markham, Rob Kudlowski and Wendy Kudlowski. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. It's great to have you guys. Thanks so much. So let's start with a little personal question in terms of how you guys met originally. Wendy, I'm going to ask you the question of where did you and Rob originally meet? Well, I was a landlord in a facility on the 401 for Shell, and uh, it was a Nickelby's store in that facility. Mm-hmm. And that particular tenant caused me um, a lot of grief. He called me every day <laughs> with, with one, one sort of issue or another. Okay. Affection. Well, the floors are dirty, the windows need cleaning, the light bulbs need changing. That sort of thing. It's funny because uh, things. Lucy and I met the same way. We worked together and she was the production manager. I was the director. So I would call her, hey, we need this, we need this. Exactly what happened. Put it go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the truth though? You, you were sort of creating or embellishing some of the issues happening? Well, perhaps. <laughs> Listen, there was Tim Hortons, Mr. Sub, and Wendy's, and I didn't hear from any of those managers. I heard from Rob every day. Okay. <laughs> Kept you on your toes. Yeah. Right. Um, and Rob, switching a little bit to, or keeping in the business frame of mind, um, when did you originally get involved in the convenience store business? I started, uh, my first store was 1980. It was uh, a sale, a company uh, was selling, uh, a company acquired a whole bunch of stores because uh, one of its uh, clients, a retailer, went bankrupt mm-hmm. and uh, they ended up owning these stores with their inventory and then they looked because they weren't in that business to divest of these stores and I bought the Holiday Inn in Oshawa for five thousand dollars and I had to borrow six because I was a thousand in debt right and uh, that's where the humble began. Okay so let's take you back even further maybe to the mm-hmm. genesis of convenience stores, variety stores, oh, yeah. bit of a family uh, connection there originally when you were a child? Yeah, my, uh, my mom and dad, uh, my dad uh, worked for a company and uh, uh, after many years uh, he left that company and didn't know what he was going to do next. So he went out to market and ended up buying, back, back then we called them uh, variety stores, yeah. uh, a little bit different than what we have today, a lot more in kind of the health and beauty drugstore line without prescriptions. Uh, That's really what he opened in those days. And uh, so that's where uh, I first worked in in that kind of environment. And where was his first store? His first store was at uh, Lawrence uh, and Young, just north of uh, uh, Lawrence on the uh, west side. And I I remember it vividly. That store uh, was run by a company called Tamblin. And I don't know if you recall, Tamblin Drugs out of the UK. Okay. Uh, they had uh, a chain of stores called Owl. And they were, that was their kind of convenience, drug without drugs kind of store. Right. And they were divesting of these stores. And so dad bought one. And uh, right. it used to be a seven day operation, long hours, nice. doing you know $1,000 a week. Thanks. And dad shut it down. Uh, reopened it to a five and a half day business, doing five to ten thousand a week. Wow! And so 
Now, yeah. my father owned a variety store as well in mm -hmm. Uganda where we grew up and here when he came to Canada mm -hmm. for a little while, it was 24-7 business. So what made you think, oh, I'd like to do this 24-7? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, mom and dad, I was in high school when this happened. And so, you know, in my world, I, I had an opportunity to work in those stores uh, when they were on holiday uh, or on the weekends when they needed help. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I got involved. And I really took a liking to that whole business. Uh, and my, my first job, you should know, and I, I wasn't in love with it, was to break boxes and take out the garbage. <laughs> That's where I started. Right. But uh, I really took a liking to that business over So this time. is 14 to 17, getting into the business. Exactly right. right. Exactly Wendy, right. what were you doing at 14 to 17? Well, at 14, I was mother's helper and yeah. babysitter, of course. Mm. And by the time I was old enough to work, I actually worked in a Shell gas station as a cashier. Oh. Mm. <laughs> but at that time, uh, gas bars were only open from four, like till seven o'clock at night. Oh, right. 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 So I didn't have to work all night. And it worked. It was great because I could go. Uh, my shift was four till seven. Yeah. So right after school, I could go and work my four to seven, get my three hours. And mm -hmm. yeah. Better than babysitting? Better, more lucrative than babysitting, <laughs> yeah. for sure, for sure. And, you know, few years later, many years later, I ended up working for Shell too. So yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, yeah, that did help. Believe it or not, that did help because I remember when I was talking to the recruiter yes. at Western, he was like, oh, you worked for Shell. And I'm like, yeah, for four years. I did it like all through high school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, oh, that's good. Was this out in Calgary, uh, Wendy, that you worked for Shell? Or no, I worked here. In Toronto. Yeah. Okay. But you're right, in 84, Shell moved most of its operations out west. Ah, but they okay. still had sales and marketing here, so. Uh, you took marketing in university? I took economics. Economics. Ooh. <laughs> and you? Uh, I was going to be a lawyer until oh. I decided, yeah. Yeah, that was my dad's biggest disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you went into his business, but you weren't a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I went to U of T. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I never did uh, do my law degree and ended up going to business. I actually... Mm -hmm. Uh, coming out of university, my first job, my first thing I did was uh, get into real estate, and I became, at that time, I think the youngest real estate broker in Ontario. Wow. wow. At a very young age, yeah. 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 And back then, when you became a real estate broker, you were also uh, a mortgage and insurance broker. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, back in the day, and that's where I kind of cut my teeth. And, and back in the day, yeah. in real estate, is, uh, there was no computers. No it was handwritten, you're right. looking at, you're driving around, out. looking at the sites yeah. and all that, right? It was yeah. not an easy I thing. I had to go through uh, the easy. book because my dad was in real estate too. There's yeah. a book and yeah. my job used to be to go through and take out the solds yeah. and put in the new ones. <laughs> Lucy's wife, a mom was a real estate agent as well in the yeah. and same thing. She's like, her job was, okay, let's go through the filing equipment, right? It's and painful. It's very painful, yeah. 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 So. See how now good computers are? But it's a customer service business, just like retail. That's exactly correct. Yeah, it's very customer oriented and... Right. Yeah. And 24-7, 24-7. Oh, yeah. yeah. Phone calls all the time, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Six o'clock Sunday So would you Sunday say, night? Rob, dealing with people back even when you were in your dad's store, you must have had to deal with the people at certain times? Absolutely, especially when I worked the cash. That must have been a great learning experience that you brought along with you along your career. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, the way to learn is uh, not in the ivory tower, but at the grassroots level. And the grassroots is working in this store understanding you know the, the process the product coming in what do you do with it how do you put it on the shelf how do you face it out mm -hmm. you know how much space do you give um, all of the cleaning the shelves mm -hmm. stocking the shelves serving yeah. the customer all of these things are basics sure. you know it's no different than 
than a hockey player. You know, the great hockey players, the Gretzkys of the world, the last practice, uh, we say, you know, still practice the, the main thing, skating, passing, shooting. Right. Well, it's no different when you translate that to retail. It's funny, it's the same as you, right? The shell. When you're successful in any business, you need to learn the whole process, Ground right? Up. Otherwise, absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I know, like for example, we had I work for Canada Am. We had Tina Turner come in one time. Wow. Done a million shows, right? Tina Turner, but her she was performing at eight thirty. She comes at five thirty and rehearses, like a song <laughs> that she's done a billion times before. But she's wow. still that's the key, right? That's a yeah. As you say, that's absolutely. Key. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Never take anything for granted, no. right? Right. Right. So the last year, parents came uh, from Uganda. Yes. Opened a store. And Rob, I believe your parents were immigrants from Poland? Poland, yeah. yeah. Originally born, both parents were born in Poland and escaped the Nazis and wow. ended up in Russia and Russia to Israel. Okay. And uh, from Israel to Canada. Wow. So that was kind of... So the experiences they went through... Oh my. Been, did they talk about it much, Rob? Or? You know, my dad was uh, interviewed by uh, uh, Spielberg's people at one point. I have a oh. tape. Wow. I've never... <laughs> Never watched it. Okay. Not yet. Uh, but uh, yeah. So yeah. there might be things on the tape that you're not aware of. Um, I, I probably, and I'm not sure I'm quite ready yet. Sure. I, and that okay. passed away about 12 years ago, so yeah. um, I still have had a hard time. So it's difficult. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Mm -hmm. But you were born in Israel. I was born in Israel. Yeah. yeah. And you came when you were how old? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. And do you remember? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I, I remember it vividly. I remember, I remember um, even the uh, boat that uh, we came on, really, and ended up in uh, Halifax. Oh, very much so. Wow. I remember that whole journey. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, it had an impression on me, and and I've got to tell you, the first buck I ever made, it was <laughs> at the Halifax. Uh, uh, you know, when we when we landed with the boat, because I'd never seen a payphone before, and so I went to the payphone <laughs> and I pushed the buttons and money came out <laughs> and some money must have been jammed and you said i like this country yeah was, welcome to canada was your, welcome to canada was, it was it my a first dime? true no it was a whole bunch of nickel whatever it was you know but it, a whole bunch of coins go ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was it? like a lottery you know <laughs> but anyway but that was, was i, I still remember yeah. that really was an interesting uh, very much remember that and then i i remember taking the train from halifax union station it was middle of winter mm -hmm. but Back in, in the old country, I was in shorts. I, I didn't even own a pair of pants. Right. So we ended up at Union Station. We came outside looking at the Royal York Hotel with snow bags that looked like they were 20 feet tall, <laughs> and I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> and that was the welcome to Canada. So right. funny. we came in 1972 and EDM kicked everybody out. So we came yeah. end of October. Sure. Same thing in shorts. Still cold. And we came in shorts. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And then we saw, we'd never seen snow before. Oh my God, what is this white exactly. snow? Exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. That was my impression. Well, I'll talk to you guys, because our family came from England when I was 14, 1975. It came in September, because we did some planning to make sure the weather was going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We just got lucky, I think. You're British. You're always thinking ahead. <laughs> it's about the same over here as it was in England at that time of year. <laughs> so Wendy, um, Going back to your experience in the oil industry yeah. for Shell, yeah. I believe at that time, the industry you were in, that field, was pretty male-dominated. Very much so. Yeah. yeah, it was. So it must have been quite a challenge in some ways for you at that time? Yeah, it was, you know, Shell was very progressive and mm -hmm. was very good that way. We had 
diversity courses back like today it's a wow. thing but yeah. back in the 80s it was not a thing that's unusual it was yeah, yeah. yeah. like you know i said like, you know you have to go to a diversity course i'm like what's diversity diversity <laughs> <what? Yeah. laughs> and so it, no it, so i personally have no real complaints yeah. you know i was telling i was telling lucy though one day um we were in calgary and there was a club in calgary the petroleum club which was only for men and of course, I was working in a in a, a sales team that was all men except for me, okay. and so they were quite used to going to the petroleum club. Right. And I was like, "Well, what are we gonna do with her?" <laughs> <laughs> well, her. Yeah. Sorry. Her. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, but luckily, I had a boss who was like, "We're not going to the petroleum club anymore." Okay. So Very that was good. the end of that. Yes. Yeah. They probably didn't have a washroom for you either. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, his wife also worked for Shell, and she was an engineer. Okay. Which is even more challenging. Yes, very, right. very challenging. And so I think he was he was well trained on. Did you, all, did you also spend some time in trucking as well? I did. That was very interesting. All right. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, because uh, well, there were no female reps selling diesel to truckers, right? Mm -hmm. So I would go in and uh, call on these guys, and they're like, "Who are you?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Wendy, I'm from Shell. No, you can't be from Shell because my guy's, you know, Elish. He came last week. Right. No. Right. I'm like, no, it's me now. And they're like, oh, you're not the gas girl. <laughs> the gas girl. That's what they call Did you have good tattoos? No. <laughs> no, it was very interesting. It was yeah. really, it was interesting. Right. But, you know, they got used to me. Sure. But my, the, I remember when my, my one client say, well, I'll buy diesel from you, but I'm not buying industrial lubricants from you. <laughs> Okay. Because <laughs> what do you know about, you know, what I yeah. need to put on my fifth wheel? And yeah. I'm like, well, I've been trained, but okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. That's a difficult lesson. To tr other large, right? Difficult time. That's difficult when people don't trust you or think you have yeah, and, just your gender or skin color or whatever. It yeah. Is. And I think you, it takes a lot of patience. You just have to sort of sit back and go, okay. And, you know, right. I took my, that same boss who's wife who's an engineer I took him once to see this gas girl guy and, <laughs> and this guy wouldn't even turn around so you know we were sitting here and he was facing the other way and he wouldn't even turn around uh, and my boss was furious he's like let's go yeah. I'm like no Paul, just wait sure. just wait 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 yeah. he's like I'm not waiting I'm like yes you are because this is my account <laughs> and he eventually turned around but you know well, that's the thing these things will turn around but you can't expect them to turn around overnight and, and he or... was just playing he was just playing yeah. you know yeah. And so it's all good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any stereotyping when you start business in the business world when you came, when you started? Not in my world. No. Uh, and, and, and I've got to tell you, I, you know, when Wendy uh, and I met and she told me about her challenges being a woman in a male dominant industry, um, I, I couldn't relate. Um, yeah. Because, you know, in my, in my life, uh, my mother is a very strong figure and still to this day. And so that um, I've always had this great respect for women and uh, I always felt women, and guys are gonna hate me for this, probably do a lot better things in a lot of different areas. And yeah. so I, uh, I couldn't, I, I used to tell Wendy, like, I don't, I don't get that, I don't understand that. So, right. But it's the way I was raised, I suppose. Yeah. So. And do you, in your current business, do you, do you obviously foster that? And it's female dominate in my office. Right. You should know, yeah. and uh, most of the executive people—most of the executives and, and people at the higher level of the organization are primarily women. Yeah. And um, a pleasure to work with. That's not a shot at men. Yeah. <laughs> we have no. men working in our organization, but uh, uh, and, and you know the, the beauty of, of these women is many of them uh, who started with me at a very young age. 
uh, continue to be in the organization. So the average tenure of one of our team members is 20 plus years. Yeah, that's and amazing. So, that's a testament to your leadership. And a testament right. to them being able to manage me, you know. <laughs> so kind of like... That's why I have Wendy. So, so, <laughs> manage you. But, uh, yeah. I think the world has changed, certainly, sure. uh, and we see it not only in our organization, but, you know, major uh, manufacturers today, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. many are represented by uh, women yeah. and yeah. Uh, great leadership, so, yeah. yeah, I think the world has changed. It's changed a lot. Now, when yeah. you started the Nickelby's chain of retail stores, uh, was there a certain philosophy that you tried to instill in that, because it became successful, I'm just... Yeah, so you know, we I started the first door was the Holiday in Oshawa that I, I alluded to earlier, and I, I really um, wanted to learn uh, from others. So there was one other company that was very large, and I started in the hotel gift shop business, mm -hmm. and that was in that time a company owned by Amasco called United Cigar Stores, mm -hmm. and I really used to shop their stores and see what they do, and I I learned you know what to do and what not to do, and. Right. Kind of, I, I didn't go to business school. I developed all this through kind of knowledge and, and experience that I had through, sure. the, through that. And um, yeah, and I was very lucky too that I had some really good um, team members that were mentors to me. Sure. Uh, that uh, I've learned a lot from as well. So it's not only me mentoring, but I've been mentored over the years as well. So and how important is mentoring? Well, I think, I think okay. it's everything. I think coaching, mentoring, um, you know, helps people grow. I mean, that's yeah. that's the key. If they don't have the knowledge and you don't share your knowledge and experience with them, um, you know, and what they do with that knowledge, they don't have to follow your your path, but at least they, they get a different perspective. Right. And so I share the perspectives and, um, and share what I believe to be true and how to run a business. And, um, you know, hopefully that helps them. And Wendy, you have mentors? Do I have mentors? Yes. Yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah. Shell was very good about that. You yeah. know, as you come in as a new grad, they would really try and have um, uh, new grad sessions where we could meet different people and really, you know, have someone to help us through. Because it is a little, when you come right out of school, you know nothing, right? Sure. You really know nothing, yeah. especially in a big organization. So it, it certainly does help. And then over time, mm -hmm. yeah, you develop that. And now you're uh, you're working together, of course, and have been for a number of years, and you're the director of operations. Yes. Um, so in your current role, then, um, are there certain areas that you go to for mentorship information or uh, support? Um, right. So we have a pretty strong industry. So mm -hmm. I've sat on the board of the Ontario Convenience Store Association for a number okay. of years, quite right. a number of years, and so that's a. It's an interesting board because, of course, we're all competitors, but we come together for, you know, the greater good of the industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's good to have those discussions and say, well, you know, we're having trouble with contraband tobacco. It's like, well, we're all having trouble with that. So, right. you know, we'd all like to have beer and wine in, in convenience stores, as an example. So those are things that we come together to try and work on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's always good to have a meeting of the minds. And how has the operation changed in a convenience store industry over Two decades, three decades, how long have you been doing it? Two decades. Oh my I goodness. Say five decades, but two decades. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think especially in, in the model that Rob created when he started, he was very much in the hotel gift shop business and it was much more, not even so much about um, 
uh, confectionery and things like that. It was more about gifts and souvenirs, right? And then it, so it's really morphed over time to be much more of a convenience. Today, it's very much a convenience operation. And convenience is changing too, right? There's lots of channel blurring between the shoppers right. and the dollaramas and the convenience stores of the world. So, yeah, it's, it's and, kind and of a And we like to think that we're more health conscious, healthy conscious mm. now. And yet, when we walk into a convenience <laughs> store, what's the first thing we see is chocolate six, eight, ten foot of chocolate bars. And that's, that still sells, obviously. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the government one time, they had this health initiative, this low sugar initiative, right? It's like, we're going to move the chocolate bars. They have to be 12 feet from the cash. It's like, you can't put them 12, you can't put them 12 feet from the cash. They're going to be out in the parking lot. Like, you know, they, they had no idea, right? Just what Most stores are barely 12 feet. That's right. Yeah. There's no room to move at 12 feet. And so these are the kind of things we would work on. But, uh, you know, I always say the hips and the lips don't necessarily, what people say and what they actually right. do. <laughs> the hips and the lips. Right? They want what they say they, they want to do. Right. They want to be healthy. But it, when it really comes down to it, we all like to talk about. So chocolate bar was a biggest seller back then? Chocolate bar is still the biggest seller now? Oh. Or does that change? No? I would say tobacco. Tobacco? Is the biggest, was the biggest seller. Right. It used to be yeah. cigarettes, 70% tobacco, of cigars. the business at one point. Oh, yeah. Not so much in our in our world, but certainly in the gas stations. Yeah. 70%. Yeah. Really? In gas stations? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Even in Uganda, when we had the store, my father had the uh, distribution rights for 200 miles for cigarettes and alcohol. That was it. That was we it. didn't have to sell anything else, really, right? right? right. The rest of it is just kind of like yeah, whatever. Exactly. Just for people to come in. Yeah. To buy you want a bag of chips to go with your... That's, that's right. changed exactly. dramatically now in yeah. nowadays, for sure. Well, that makes it more challenging, right? You don't have one player. I'm sorry? It makes it more challenging. It, well, today, we've just shifted. I mean, we've kind of pivoted from uh, the reliance on cigarette tobacco uh, and lottery and try to find other um, categories of opportunities. And so you're seeing a lot more today in the convenience store, food service has sprung up in a very big way. Mm -hmm. A model that's been in the US with the, uh, some of the brands for decades right. has now kind of uh, taken hold here in Canada. And so you're gonna see a lot more food service operations. We've even done one, we've created a, a model for that. Yeah. And so, we're, we're changing what a convenience store is today during COVID. A prime example is a lot of people did not want to go to the supermarkets. There were too many people. They were frightened, so they wanted to grab something and go. Mm -hmm. Well, we became kind of a mini supermarket in some areas uh, because they, you know, they could grab it and just leave. And so our, our world is continually shifting. Coffee, it, high margin. Coffee. Huge. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, one just needs to look at other brand where you've got some of the major coffee operations within the store and we, we do that as well yeah. so um yeah it is it is a changing environment certainly mm -hmm. not what it was I mean, and okay it so the question i have sure. you may or may not answer lottery when you right lottery ticket sales sure. is that a percentage or do you get a percentage of the winnings or yeah. i'm not sure how that yeah works. so I, you know from a lottery perspective the margins are low right. um, and it is on a percentage basis uh, the winnings, even if it, you've got the biggest winner, right. it's very minimal. Okay. And Wendy, maybe you can speak to what that is. I think it's hundreds <laughs> of dollars as opposed <laughs> Yeah, to, it's like, yeah. oh, you sold $25,000 ticket. Here's your $250 right. commission. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's, right. it's really minimal. It's, really yeah. minimal. it's just a pure traffic driver. Right. right. Because I'm just curious. Because sometimes I have 15 tickets, right? To And I could take 15 tickets. Is this going to be a problem? For, like, are they people... Are the owners like, okay, come in or don't come in? or? Well, it's, it, yeah, it, the problem is manpower, right? right? Because it takes time to do all sure. that sort of right. thing. So it's really all about, and we always say that to the lottery 
In order to Mission. make a buck at it, you got you got to sell a lot of tickets. Right. A okay. lot of tickets. That's a small question I had. But yeah, give me yeah no, it's it's a good <laughs> sure. one, and they're coming one. out with self serve terminals now oh, too. Right. Oh. They're testing those. The lottery tickets. Yeah. Really. Mm -hmm. yeah, wow. So that'll be interesting because they're gonna it's gonna be like kind of like a bank machine, right? right. Put it in the corner, you feed right. your tickets in. I'll be very interested to see how engaging the public is with that. But the lottery is a, a, a traffic builder, yeah. and that's the key. If you sure. can get sure. feed into the store. And you have an opportunity to sell them other things. Yeah. If you relied strictly on lottery, yeah. boy, oh boy. Well, it's interesting because when I uh, filled gas at the Shell station here, and everybody's filling up the pump and stuff, there's no, and your margin is inside the store, right? right. Mm -hmm. And nobody's going in. Right. Like even now, so, you know, I go to Shell and go pump number four, and I'm like, does everything, and but there's no people are going in the store for that impulse buy. So that's a, I'm not sure why mm -hmm. owners allow that. I guess. So because, that was a big deal when. Uh, I was around when they put pay yeah. at the pump in and uh, the operators were always like, are you kidding? You're going to kill our business. And mm -hmm. of course we had studies that showed, you know, that really people went in the store to buy cigarettes mostly right. Right. and yeah. lottery and said, if you could get the people out of line that were just paying for fuel and not buying anything else, then the people that were oh. going in to buy the ancillary products would buy more because they didn't have to wait as long. And, yeah. yeah. And so, but that was a hard sell. Yeah, right. and I imagine that's changed now. Without the cigarettes, without the yeah, cigarettes right. are not another, another high, not a high volume as right. well yeah. in terms right. of margin. You don't make lots of money on yeah. that, mm -hmm. and and the price of them is high risk theft yeah, too, sure. right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay, I have to ask you something that's close to my heart. Mm -hmm. You guys took a chance a number of years ago. You created a new business yeah. on the main street of Unionville called the Old Fire Hall Confectionery, which. I think it was hugely successful and different and innovative. How did that come about? Well, it, it, we, uh, we were renting uh, our, our head office space prior to that in, uh, in Toronto. And I wanted to move to Unionville. Uh, and that's when Wendy and I got together as, as husband and wife. And, uh, and really, we wanted to relocate our offices mm -hmm. to close to home. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if we could rent something on Main Street Unionville, we could walk home. I mean, it was that close. Okay. And so we looked around. We looked around, and we just couldn't find anything for rent. And one day, we were walking up the street, and we met a lady in, in, from a store who knew Wendy, because Wendy had bought something there. And I asked her the question, do you know anything for rent? She said, no. Anything for sale? Well, yeah, I just heard today the old fire hall's for sale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Wendy and I ran down looking for a for sale sign, and there's no for sale sign. Oh. This is on the weekend. This is on a Saturday. I remember this. Okay. And um, I called my agent. I had an agent. I, I called. And he said, Rob, I'm at a party. It's Saturday night. <laughs> and he did. He did. It's a 24-7 business. <laughs> yeah. Right. By, by Sunday night, we owned the building. Wow. And I, I, we'd never seen the upstairs. Wow. We and, and the reason was that we knew that, you know, that the... We assumed that the upstairs was almost equal to the downstairs in, in terms of yeah, space. But we were going to use that space on the main floor before the old fire hall concept was ever developed as a test and train store for Nickelbees. Oh. We, we would bring in franchisee and use that facility to test product and to train the franchisees. Okay. And then our offices would be upstairs. Right. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, Wendy and I kind of looked at this opportunity and said, do we really? Uh, and we, we had a son, a Wendy's son, who was going to school behind the building as well. Do we yeah. really want 
to live in the community and have our kids and selling cigarettes and lottery on Because we sell all the sins, right? Yeah. Really. Right. So that's kind of the way we looked at it. We said, what if we created something unique? And originally it was going to be, so what if we did a general store? And so we try to find what the heck a general store means. Right, right. So it's hard to find that. It's hard to find. So we traveled southern Ontario, and we ended up one day with a friends of ours in Niagara Falls on Clifton Hill. And I walked in this store that was making fudge. And the minute I saw the fixtures, especially this rounded fixture, <laughs> I asked Wendy and our friends to wait right there, and I went across the street, and I called the guy who I knew worked in there. Oh. That used to be one of my vice presidents at one point. Okay. And I asked him to, uh, I said, I love what I'm seeing here. I want you to come in. I have an idea. And we negotiated his pay over the cell phone. I remember that. Standing on Clifton House. Next day, he came into Toronto. Okay. And I, I said, you know, what I saw is what I want to do. And I took him to the building. And we actually, uh, so that's what we ended up doing. We built a kitchen in, yeah. in our old office building mm -hmm. to do all the formulation and all the testing. recipes and testing and training before we ever opened on Main Street. It's interesting because that's the same thing you happen in the United Cigar Store, right? You learn and you watch and you, that's what the concept of and you tip of that. Yeah, 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 and you kind of create your own spin yeah. on, on what that looks right. like. And uh, I love the idea because... Um, it was a, a happy thing to do. It was good for community. It, it kind of, that's how we got there. Yeah. It's like we don't want to do what we normally do for a living. Let's do something a little bit more community. It was so community focused. It's yeah, unreal. very much so. Even hired young people from the community. Well, yeah, and such I, as my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That you're, that, that's right. And, and I, I'll tell you something. One of the, uh, the most rewarding things that I, I, I still will always remember is that every year we would put an ad in the local paper that showed, we called it the graduating class of right. that year. I remember that, yeah. And we showed every young team member that was actually moving on to university. Wow. And we had their picture there and a comment, a little blurb from each right. one of them. They could say whatever they want, okay? And, you know, we may have had to censor one or two, but, <laughs> <laughs> but generally, everything, right. no, we didn't. And we would, we would run that. And the beauty of that was that every parent, family, and friends that we would come across that said, by the way, my niece was, the, thank you so much. That was so yeah. rewarding, so amazing. Right. And that, that kind of speaks to community. And to me, uh, it was a, a gesture of love for us because sure. you know these young people did an amazing job and we were happy to see them move on. And so we celebrated them, and that celebration celebrated the community, yeah. because those kids are part of the fabric of that community, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, are you an impulse person? Because it seems to me you do a lot of business decisions <laughs> on impulse. Would that be a good? I think my I think the thing works quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm a very I would say um, aggressive conservative. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and what that means is that I, you know I when I think there's something to be done I, I do it but I'm also a thinker I, I, I walk through a process of risk reward sure. I, I I do but then all you're that. decisive at that point once, once, you make once that I'm committed yeah it's yeah. done it's right. done and are you, yeah. Wendy are you like that no no <laughs> <laughs> not so yeah, to some extent yeah, yeah for sure but uh, yeah not quite as uh, yeah, it's like I process things fairly quickly in my brain and then just move on. 
as well. Yeah. 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 It's good because it's, it, it, I think it gives you an opportunity to just go forward instead of always looking back, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't want to get stuck. Yeah. That's right. Yes. That's true. That yeah. is true. I mean, that's what you're part of your business, forward thinking always, right? Always. Forward thinking. Yeah. Creating, um, you know, the thing that, you know, at this stage of our career, I think you just create something that isn't there already. Yeah. Right. And come up with concept. And, it's, and the beautiful part being who we are is we see it come to fruition. Yeah. So it's not like working in a big corporation that your idea could take years to get to the other end. You know, we decide today, tomorrow we can see some results. Yeah. Right. In right. Is that what you like from going from a big corporation like Shell to, or is in, that what drew you? Or yeah, for sure. Draw you or? <laughs> well, uh, for sure, the, the idea of, you know, when you work in a big organization, there's a couple things. One is you, you work like two years in a job and then you move, right? So it's very difficult to do a big project, right. really, because it's not going to come to fruition in that right. period of time. And, and also the idea about having control and saying, you know, we're going to do this, the old fire hall project, for example. Mm-hmm. Soup to nuts. We're going to do it and implement it and see it happen. And that right. you don't shell a lot of times would change their mind. You're not doing the piece of it and handing it off to somebody else. You're actually part of the whole project. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it didn't get canceled halfway through because that yeah. happens too, right? For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, actually a good time. story to kind of uh, illustrate that. I um, years and years ago, um, after that highway site, um, there was a group of people that came in. Uh, from a company that were looking to grow the 400 series highways with stores. And um, I ended up speaking with them and they had a little bit of cold feet. And and so I went to them and said, I'll tell you what, we'll open up the first store. It happened to be King City on the 400. Right, right. And I said, I'll build it out. And it was very costly, it was about $200,000. As long as you tell me some benchmarks, where you are today in sales, and what the benchmark is that we need to achieve in six months. And if we achieve it, we get a long-term lease. We don't achieve it, you get to keep my 200,000 investment. Mm-hmm. Now I remember Wendy saying to me, we could never ever do that <laughs> in a large corporation. No, no right. way, for sure. No way, no. business yeah. cases and sign-offs and authorities. And, sure. yeah, yeah. and, that was, and we got approval in three months to move forward. And we got all the you know, 400 series locations right. because we were able to achieve that and I, I, I felt we could and that's why I took right. that gamble so to some would be a gamble yeah but it was you know it's I, the I did the boat. It's, it's the speed, speed boat. boat versus the ocean ocean liner, liner. Yeah. Exactly. you know right. we're an aircraft we were an aircraft carrier you know like we moved yeah. so what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs a lot of people entrepreneurs that's sort of the flow nowadays I think a lot of people right for whatever it is social media YouTube whatever it is people want to be entrepreneurs what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs well I think first of all you, you need to understand what that is I mean I think an entrepreneur doesn't go into business with the end goal I'm, I'm gonna make money I think an entrepreneur has to go in with an idea and pay the price the passion the, the commitment the hard work the the challenges and, and yeah, I mean it, it doesn't come easy you know 44 hour a week for me was never 44 hours. And so if you're willing to pay the price and not just think somehow uh, about money, you know, I wanna get rich is not the answer. Do everything right and really give your blood and soul to, to the business. The money comes as a and byproduct. Don't and don't, and don't give up. up. Oh gosh, I've- There's many, 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 many hurdles. Well, in 43 way. years, uh, we've, you know, I can tell you, I mean, especially early on in the business, there were times I couldn't meet payroll. That's a fact. Right. I'm not the only one. And there sure. were times there were, you know, cash flow issues and, and all kinds of challenges, no doubt. 
but you have to fight through all of that and it just makes you stronger and brighter and um, and so if you've got the gut to do that and you're willing to pay the price you can be successful it depends yeah. how you want to measure success yeah, but right. you can be successful mm -hmm. how important is giving back as a young business oh, wow. Wendy? so i think that you know we both feel that it's really important to be to give back you know through our community service through our industry associations etc i think that's important because it's for the good of everybody, right? The good mm. of the industry, the good of the community, whatever the case may and be. And has that in the end helped the business? Um, I don't know that we measure it that way anymore, no? to okay. be honest. I, yeah. I, I don't think so. I, I think we get to a point where helping others, mentoring others, doing good for others, right? Um, it's selfish because yeah. it feels good to us. Yeah, sure. And so it's not a reward of dollars. It's a reward of who you are as a human being. So. Right. Um, it's an easy, easy thing to do. I think the interesting thing is we've interviewed several people in Life Stories and many of them successful in their careers, in their life, are also volunteers on boards, sure. on business associations, giving their time and effort and getting it back and, and just seeing other people benefit and foster. I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah, most yeah. definitely both Wendy and I have probably set up 10 boards. Uh, I have a long history of boards. I, I started with the Entertainment District, the Walk of Fame, oh. one of the original six board members on that. Who was the first person you approved? Uh, first person uh, is it on the Walk of Fame. What is it? On walk of, oh, walk of fame? I, I'm trying to remember who was it, actually. Don't look at me. But I'll tell you who was on the board was Billy Ballard, Harold yeah. Ballard. Yeah. Uh, our honorary chair was Ed Mervish. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I go back to And the that. answer is, do you know the answer? I don't know the answer. Oh, I thought you I did know, know the answer. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, uh, but sure. anyway, that's where I started. And then Young Speed Association, yeah. uh, Central County mm -hmm. Tourism. BIA, I was a chair of, BIA. Uh, right. I was chair for the government at Central Counties mm -hmm. and uh, Tourism, and and we still, I still sit on boards or committees, and Wendy's heavily involved. Uh, maybe you want to speak to the boards you sit on, and uh, yeah. So, well, I'm on the museum board right now. I'm the chair the of the museum. Markham Museum. Okay. And uh, I have been on the jazz festival, and I was, like I said, really involved for like 20 years on the industry. Um, piece and I think the industry boards are important because potentially it can it can benefit all right yeah, all yeah, ships sure. rise with the tide if you can get something like beer and wine in convenience stores then that's a good thing mm -hmm. although maybe not so much for us but anyway <laughs> yeah. you know and, but now you teach right you I do, do yeah, yeah I teach at Seneca and what do you teach so I teach in business I teach procurement mm -hmm. and service leadership and well, operations sure. and economics Oh, that's and you enjoy that, I presume. We do, yeah. yeah. So it's very interesting. Is that in the evenings or during the day? It's it? during the day. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. so a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's a way of giving back as well, right? You see young people. You right? know, it's yeah. fascinating, especially because so many are new immigrants. Right. Like I, I'm fascinated. The college is just full of new immigrants, yeah. and they're, and they're so like kind of culture shock, right? And they're Absolutely. trying to figure it all out. So it's, we have some good discussions about, you know, how We've actually is. hired one of your students. Yeah, that's true. Oh, really? We did. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I remember uh, a few years ago, I was uh, in a Best Buy store in Markham, Markville Mall, I was getting a new cell phone. And the young gentleman across from me, who was serving me, was really helpful and, and personable. And we started talking. And he said, oh yeah, and I, 
I recently took a project management course and said, you know what, I'm actually looking for some project management in my company. Anyway, a few weeks later, I hired him ah. to work for the company, and he's still with me. So, yeah. Wow. It's just yeah. one of those things where you see people and you want to help them and give back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's hard for them, too, because they have no Canadian experience. This is where we have the discussion all the time. Now, what am I going to do? I don't have any Canadian experience. How am I going to? And I always tell them, I said, just get in, out there. Just pick an industry, pick a big company that you're interested in, right. and then just take anything. I don't care yeah. what. Like, you know, if you want to be in a hotel, work in the, in the kitchen or work in the in the, in the uh, what's it called? You know, housekeeping okay. area, just yeah. anything. Sure. You're not going to be there forever. You just need to get in and yeah. show them what you can do. One of the important things I find is that, uh, I lost my train of thought. Is uh, sorry, go ahead. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it was very important. I forgot it. Yeah. About just getting in there and doing yeah. it, right? Doing it, getting in there, doing it, and because uh, sitting at home, you're not going to get a job. No. You're not going to meet Michael. Sorry. And no. talking to people. Yeah. Right? right. Talking to people and, and the oh. communication skill that, that I think some people are that I think you need in school now more communication skill. You talk to people. Here's what my right. interest is, and yeah. right. a lot of I find there's a lot of young kids now who want to just jump right in to be the vice president, president. or the manager. Yeah. Well, no, right. no, no. That's not how it works. And that's, that's a real lesson they have to understand and I, live. We have that discussion all the time. It's like, guys. Yeah, I have that discussion at home too. I had it today. I interviewed a young man from Karachi yeah. and who told me that his vision of Canada was that the roads are paved in gold and that all you have to do is show up and get money. And he has learned in the two years, he came here as a student, so we learned that, that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Right. And he's actually come for a job and he... Uh, because we were talking position, he met with three other members of our team and mm -hmm. he got to meet today and uh, it's interesting the perception and the reality. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I, I told him, you know, he thought by now he should have a car. <laughs> I, you know, I said, um, you know, you have to work hard and you have to be, it, it just doesn't come just because you show up. Yeah. Right. It's opportunity. Ethic. Like the gold is the opportunity, right? right? And I tell the students too, I said, you know, you guys just have to do a hurry up offense because look at me. I started working in a gas station, you know, and I, yeah. and over the years you get all this experience. You, you need to get all that experience in a much shorter time frame, right. of course, but you need to, you need to progress. You're not going to be president tomorrow. Sorry. Right. Right. No, it's, it's work ethic, right? Yeah. It's work ethic. You've got to put the time in, right? It's mm -hmm. just nothing happens for free, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's how you learn. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't really know you're learning sometimes, but you are. Then you look back a few years later and you realize, that you have learned and gained experience. Especially at the really detailed, granular level, right? Like, yeah, you know. I mean, for me, I started volunteering at a cable station. Right. And that's how I, I have a computer science degree. But I was like, oh, I like TV. And I just started volunteering, volunteering. You go with people, you chat, you learn from them, just soak it all in, and, and you just give them your time, right? And, exactly. Yeah. And lo and behold, look where you end up. Look at where I am now, doing <laughs> podcasts and video casts with <laughs> some amazing people. <laughs> And a little different technology. Little, oh my goodness, yeah. Right? It's a lot cheaper now. Yes. Right? <laughs> a lot less expensive, a lot less, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Is it yeah. time, Michael? Or? I think it's time. It's time okay. for Rapid Fire. Okay, I have the questions. Michael has the questions. We're not sure who's going to ask which ones, but I'll start. Here we go. Go start. You guys love chocolate, right? I presume? Yes. Right. So cake or pie? Cake. 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 Oh, unanimous. Wow, that was quick. Chocolate right. cake, I presume? Chocolate. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Or a nice apple pie. No. no. I like apple pie, but I, I like take cake pie. all day long. But okay. chocolate, oh, okay. okay. All right. 
Okay, my question is, curl up with a book or a dinner party, cocktail party? Which of those two, Rob? Depending. Oh. 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 All right. Depending. It depends on the mood. If you know, mood is just to chill, reading a book. It's been a tough week. You just want to sit there, maybe. That's right. Most of the time, though, I'd like to party. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I would take cocktail party. Yeah. Cocktail party. There you go. Um, technology. Both of you are technology. Apple iPhone or Android. I suspected iPhone there. I, I could be surprised. That's well, good. The Android is a result of what we use in our business and it really complemented uh, what we do in the business. Right. And that's okay. the reason. Yeah. But there's things I would like, I would really like to be able to airdrop my files. Yeah. For example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's some things that are, yeah, would yeah. be nice. Right. Okay. This is more maybe of a vacation kind of location situation. The Caribbean or Europe? Mm, Europe. Caribbean. Caribbean. Oh. You're a beach guy? I'm a big beach guy. Yeah? Yeah. yeah? Sit around? Do nothing? Do I find not. that surprising. Well, no, absolutely. In, in fact, we, we <laughs> I, I will share this. We took our team down to the Bahamas this past winter. Nice. Uh, just after Christmas. And uh, we loved it. So a little bit of casino after that, a little bit of partying. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, you know, a little break of that Bahamas. everyday <laughs> stuff. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Mexico. You sit on a palapa. Uh, that's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. uh, okay. You're both athletic. You talk about football references, so I think oh, Wendy's a good ball yes. player too. Yeah. I, I, no good adjective. I just play. Play ball. <laughs> play ball. You're pretty good. Okay, so ice skating or roller skating? Ice skating. Ice skating. Yeah, I like ice skating. Ice skating? Yeah. No, no, no roller skating. No dates in roller skating or something. No wedding oh dates. Do you remember? Back in the day. I, I used to roller skate down at the terrace. Oh, yeah. What Back terrace? on Terrace, it was called the Terrace, the terrace at Dundas and Jarvis. Right. Yeah. We used to go to our little community center and have like Friday yeah. night roller, you know, with the oh, roller, yeah. not inline skates. Yeah, the, like four, the, the four wheelers. Wheels. With yeah. the boot and the whole yeah, yeah. thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to add. It's a Saturday night looks. live or Saturday night, you know? I have Bay to City add rollers. about sports. So because this is about Markham, I actually play in the Unionville Men's Hockey League. Okay. And I should tell you that we won the championship this year. Yeah. So that's very important to me. Wow, all right. <laughs> what position do you play? I'm goalie. A goalie, wow. Okay. Yeah. Does that surprise you? And what was the, what was your Does that surprise no. you? <laughs> sponsor? Yes, so, no. Unionville yes. Arms was Unionville the sponsor. Arms. Okay. And I'm very happy to report I, I got MVP this year. Hey, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. All right, Rob. Now, that's very important. Have you called Brendan Shanahan? At least you could use a goalie, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> all, all because of my teammates. I had great teammates. So okay. It makes a difference. So, like a post-game interview. <laughs> we got great teammates. They are. So some people were rollerblading for a date. If we think about a date, going on a date, would it be a movie date or a dinner date? Dinner. Dinner. Well, both dinner. A nice. Wow. Good thing you're in sync there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good food, nice yeah. wine, maybe. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you've both met a lot of people in your lives, in your business and your personal lives. What's the one person you have met you'd like to meet? Wendy, you start with you. Oh. Or um, who is the one person, not what? Living or dead, person. perhaps? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. 
I think I'd like to meet Michelle Obama. Oh. I read her book and I thought it was very interesting. And what inspires you about her? I think just the adversity and the, just her story it was yeah. really interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, being in the, like the, the path to the White House, but also um, being in the White House. Nice. And she was challenged to be like the first lady right. because of what the perception was. Uh, you know, versus mm. what she really wanted to do. Yeah, she and, wanted to be president. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not president, yeah, but she wanted to make a difference, right? Yeah, and she talks sure. about doing the garden, right? She put a garden in the yard, and right. the, the the red tape and just the the hands that she had to talk to. Like, right. No, you don't do that. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. So My uh, cousin's daughter is, uh, was a senior policy advisor at the health for the Biden administration. Oh, wow. And that's the same thing. She came from private to this, and she says, oh, it takes, like, you have to move, like, Mount Rushmore or something to get anything done, right? Yeah, and I, I can imagine that's very frustrating. Yeah, that's right. I would think so. You know? Yeah. So. Okay, Rob. Uh, I'd, I'd like to meet uh, her husband. Obama. Oh, President Miss, Obama. President that Obama. would be a great... Uh, Dinner date. There we you go. know, that would be good. That would be good because, yeah. you know, let's um, talk about someone that uh, had to fight his way to where he got oh to. Oh, uh, Right. You know, um, and I thought he was an outstanding president as yeah. well. And I think that it takes a team to do what they did. And I think between Michelle yeah. and himself, right, I yeah. think they were a powerhouse. So I'd like yeah. to meet the other half. Do you think yeah. the producers can make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, if Michelle and Brock are out there watching right now, right. contact us and we'll put you in touch <laughs> with uh, Listen, Wendy we'd, and Rob. We'd be happy to go to their new $12 million place oh, on, okay. at Martha, Martha's Vineyard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll tag along too if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. sure there's room. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's go back uh, a few years for the first concert that you ever attended. Oh. Ever? Well, a musical concert, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, Max Webster came to our high school. Max, Max Webster, <laughs> Kim Mitchell, yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah, a little, like this high school auditorium, yeah. right? I yeah. remember it was like, my ears were ringing for days. The Three Stooges don't count, do they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, concert? Yeah. So, um, let me think. Uh, yeah, so my first concert would have been at, that I can recall, is the O'Keefe Center. And it was Three Dog Night. Oh. Three Dog Night, yeah. Dog that was night. a great band from the past. Hey, do you listen to music? I'm a big music guy. What, what, I, what genre? Genre? Well, I you know I love jazz, yeah. but I you know I love soft rock. I you know my music. I was in a band, so I back in the sixties and seventies. I still do. Yeah, you were a band. Bit. I was yeah, yeah. It was the band's name. This is uh, not the, this well, is. the Grapes of Wrath. The Grapes, grapes of, of Wrath. You were the Grapes of Wrath. Well, not the ones you know. Oh yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. Yes, but yes, Grapes of Wrath. Absolutely, and and in fact, yeah, Wendy will you know when I get together with some of my old buddies still. That's what we do. We pick up instruments and we do some you jamming. Jam? We you never jam? jam together. No? no, my guitar skills are just at the development stage. Well, I played with great artists, great musicians. You know, some you would know if I mentioned them. I was never that great, and I still am not that great <laughs> at it. Right. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I play. I'm a hacker, but sure. uh, some of the guys. Play guitar, I, is that what I play guitar, yeah. but some of the guys I played with are just still to yes. this day incredibly talented. Yeah. And, uh, but I just love being in a band, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. We got the girls that way. Yeah, you, yeah. That's, that's why right. I started in television. It's <laughs> for <laughs> so the girls. And typing class. That's it. Typing. Rob, too. Yeah, I wasn't typing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so he said, you know, you've still got the rock star hair a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This so. is the COVID cut. <laughs> uh, okay. Next question. I will ask. Mm -hmm. What's the one food you could not give up? 
in your life? Chocolate. Chocolate. Oh. Chocolate is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like chocolate. Too. I like that answer. I like that answer. I go along. So with there's chocolate in your house on a regular always. basis. Always. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I'll be knocking on the door then. Yeah. Always, always. Oh yeah. Okay. And in our office, so Remember, Michael, you've been to the office of oh. you now. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of uh, refreshments and energy in your place. <laughs> like, so I'm a big Kit Kat person. I love Kit Kat. Oh, right? I love too. Yeah, I love yeah. Kit Kat. But I found out that Kit Kats taste differently in Europe than they do here. And mm-hmm. different in the U.S. And different in the U.S. Yes. yes. We went to Hershey about Kit Kat there, different than we get in Canada. Yeah. 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 Even the distribution is, the ownership is there, distribution mm-hmm. is different in yeah. Canada than the U.S. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that, so now I know. Okay, the next one is... Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. What would you say is your hidden talent? Oh. A talent that people may not be aware that you're quite good at. The guitar thing's already out there now. Yeah, right? and, and the hockey player is out there. <laughs> and the there, hockey player. You know? um, I think. I think. Um, I think. I think it's the love in my heart for people. Okay. So I don't know if that's a talent, sure. but it's certainly sure, yeah. There's no wrong answer. Of who yeah, I am here. No, yeah, that's so, a talent. Not many people have it, right? It is. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a love for people. And, uh, I don't know. I think Rob would say I'm just really good at multitasking. I just okay. do what can do a zillion things at once. And, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, what would you say Rob's talent is? Hidden talent is. Uh, <laughs> I think that depth of thought is his. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you, but Wendy. Um, I think Wendy is capable of seeing things in a at a level that I sometimes can't see. Right. And she talks about depth of thought, and I I talk about outside of my sphere thought. You know, it's right. kind of she has a very breadth different of thought. Yeah, yeah and, and it allows me to think. Right. You know, so it's a big yeah. picture. I'm good at macro. I really love macroeconomics. Sure. You know, you see the forest. Yeah. 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 I like to see the forest, but I'm I'm really detailed, so that yeah. uh, that's a bit of a difference. Between yeah, that. for sure. More detail, for sure. Yeah. I'm no detail at all. <laughs> no, no, no detail. No detail. I'm a big really? picture guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no detail person. That's yeah. why. You know, I, I feel like a camera. Like I start out here and I go down like this yeah. always. Right. I have sense, but I just I think, you know, yeah. I'm trying to get people to land on icebergs, for example, my TV show, but no one did that. <laughs> 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 okay, here it is. Last one. Last one. We'll start with Wendy first. Okay. Your go-to karaoke song. Oh, I gotta tell you, I'm the worst singer. That does, that's karaoke doesn't have to be a good singer. Uh, you're on stage, you've got a microphone, somebody says, what you sound do you have a few tequilas, whatever to? it is that you drink. <laughs> oh, um, I don't even know. Let me think. Celine Dion with Titanic's No, no. Maybe Journey, I'm thinking. No, I don't know. Prince. No. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Help. Uh, well, mine, and you like it, and, and that's uh, uh, Gary and the Pacemakers, Don't Let the Sun Catch You Crying. Oh, yes. right. And the Beatles, and I love her. Yeah. So right. when I play that for Wendy on the guitar, she likes those too. There you go. Do you do vocals in your band? I did, I, yeah. Harmony. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's got to be a real good microphone with good, you know, so it kind of, yeah. it's good not my real voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good sound effects. Yeah. Filters or something. Yeah. <laughs> wow, excellent. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very great. Good. So that's, uh, thank you very much. I do have one more question, sorry. You guys work 24-7 business. What do you do outside of business for fun? 
Yeah, I, I think it's a fallacy. So our, our businesses, some of them are open 24-7. We, we definitely don't work 24-7, though in my mind, because it's not about work. I, I really, I think I need to kind of put that out there. For me, what I do is not work at all. It really is a passion. It really is what I love to do. It's not a chore. It's not at all. I, I can't wait to get up in the morning. You know, I always I love to create. I love a little stress. I have to worry about something because I got to fix it. <laughs> and so all of these things are, are very wonderful for me. And whatever it takes to do the job, I do. We have some amazing, mm -hmm. amazing people on our team. Mm -hmm. Without these people, you know, we, we're, we might be the voice and face in front of you today, but we really have a team that's so outstanding, I'm so proud of. And, you know, as we move on, Wendy and I are little by little passing on more of that torch. So that 24-7 idea of being a convenience store business, yes, it, many stores do operate those hours, but we've got it down to, you know, good working uh, hours, and we're able to, you know, Wendy, I uh, can share. Wendy tonight is going out with friends and going up to a cottage and she won't back till midday tomorrow. So we're yeah. able to do all of these sure. things. Right. Uh, and thankfully the, the business allows us to do that. But only because you're hard work putting it. Yeah, in. I mean, we still work hard. Like for sure. Yeah, yeah. we still work sure. hard. And, and, and I think my mind works 24 seven, but it's not work. Right. It's, yeah. it's kind of what I sure. love. Right. So. It's interesting because as successful as both of you are, you always talk about team, which is which is good, which is fantastic, right? Many business owners don't do that, right? They talk about I and that, but so it's just, this is probably the success of your careers in life and all that, right? We have an outstanding, and I mean that we have the most outstanding team. They, yeah. some most of the time they don't need us. Yeah. We'd like to be loved, so we we can fall. <laughs> but they do it better than we do. They do yeah. in their do. areas of absolutely, you know. absolutely. They've learned their their area of business better than we would know their area. Well, the people that are less successful are the ones that try to hold on to things and not share uh, and, and give to others and create the team. Oh. It's the opposite. It's true. successful. It's because it's all about like figuring it out. Like once you figure it out, it's like, okay, now I'm going to show you what I figured right. out. Right. It's all you. Now I'm going to go figure out something else. Exactly. And then, yeah. you know, there's that constant sharing. And, you know, they and take ownership. I mean, you know, even our store managers talk about my store. They call it my store. Nice. So, I mean, nothing, that's music to, to our ears. We want people to take ownership. We want them to grow. We want them to prosper. Their families are important to us. Uh, and and so all of that it's it's family. Yeah. It really is family, right. and um, and so that success is really the people of the organization. That's your hidden talent. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you. Well, I could talk to you guys all day. I really yes. We're running a hard, hard dry space. <laughs> <laughs> but I could talk. Like, interesting conversation yes. for sure. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, hopefully out there you enjoyed the show. And if you need more information. Uh, go to lifestoriesmarkham.ca. Lots of information there. The, our email addresses are there. Come and join us. Send us information. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and if you have other ideas or other people you want to hear about their life story, let us know. Absolutely. It's all there. Thank you. All right. Thank you.